0: This is Loose Leaf, a multi-author podcast journal where we talk about goals, the ups and downs of writing, and where we try to warn you off of our greatest pitfalls. A few quick notes before we get to the interview today. You can find the podcast on Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, and CastBox. You can also find us on Facebook at Loose Leaf Podcast. Make sure you check the notes for links that we will be talking about today especially for Fred Rudder's page and his book. I also want to make an apology for today's editing. I switched computers and did not separate the audio links on Zoom. Going forward that will be fixed so bear with us today and enjoy this interview with Fred Rudder. Well welcome to Loose Leaf. Today we're really excited to have Fred Rudder with us. He has a new Memoir out. And I know this is a little bit different for us on Loose Leaf, but I'm really excited to talk to you about it and find out a little bit more about you and this journey that you went on that led to your memoir. I'm going to start by reading your bio from your website. So, Fred has been sober for decades and actively pursues a life of recovery and spirituality on a daily basis. He has lived in central Ohio his whole life and resides in a small rural town. And a very old and funky house along with his wife and a number of cats, which he says we may see today. <laughs> this has served as a convenient location to travel the country extensively. Writing and photography have both been hobbies since adolescence. He has worked in warehouses, sales, a factory, construction, he's been a bartender, and he's driven trucks. He eventually gained stability through sobriety, and retired following a 27-year career at Mid-Ohio Food Bank, primarily in transportation, logistics, and management. So Mid the Mid-Ohio Food Bank distributes food to over 650 hunger relief agency partners across a 20-county area of central and eastern Ohio. And I'm thinking that's probably going to play a, a little bit of a part in your story today?
1: Uh, to some extent, it does, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, Fred, why don't you go ahead and, and tell us what else you would like us to know about you personally, and, and then we can talk about your memoir, Hitting the Road Without a Map.
1: Well, um, you know, the, the, the bio did kind of, you know, allude to the uh, the important aspects of my life, and, and that is... Um, my life was kind of a mess for me for a long time. <laughs> and then uh, I, I did get sober. And um, it's through a 12 step program and yeah. um, learn to, you know, face um, my own character defects and, and try to improve my life on a daily basis. And, uh, and in spite of all that, um, you know, life keeps throwing us curves and <laughs> we discover things that we really hadn't faced before or hadn't even recognized and um and and one of those recurring themes is facing fears yes.
0: you
1: know in our society we don't like to talk about you know oh i'm afraid of something you know the whole thing is we've got it all together and
0: um, <laughs> and
1: none of us do <laughs> and, and none of us do <laughs> that, that's the truth um, but at least uh, through uh, a program of recovery, I I have a way, we all have a way of, you know, looking at these things and, and, um, you know, finding out their source with this particular uh, memoir. The first one was I'd never driven a a, a giant RV. (laughs) I'd driven trucks and, and as the story kind of unfolded, uh, it, one of the options was we were going to tow a car behind oh, this no. thing. <laughs> well, I've driven trucks, but never semis. I, you know, towing a car behind something I've never driven was, you know, rather freaking me out. And uh, and then the whole deal collapsed, and I thought I was out of it. So. Yeah. You know, I breathed a sigh of relief and then my buddy called me up. I was out in the yard doing something and Tammy, my wife, thought that uh, I was completely out of it. And he says, so are you ready to go yet? And (laughs) (laughs) well, no, no, I wasn't. (laughs) So all of a sudden all this stuff came back again. Um, And even though I'd known this gentleman, uh, I really didn't know him. And so, you know, often when you talk to people about, oh, I wish I could go take a certain trip or go to a certain place, but I don't have the time and I don't have the money. And um, I would certainly wanna go with somebody that I knew that would be compatible. And you know, that the usual one is your family, your spouse. (laughs) Uh, Well, this was not gonna be any of that. So I thought, you know, I don't even know this guy. <laughs> and we're gonna be stuck together in, in a uh, piece of tin 37 <laughs> feet long for the next week and a half.
0: Oh my God, I don't
1: know if this is such a good idea. And um, and part of the other aspect is, these just aren't my fears. Uh, my, my wife Tammy was dealing with uh, things of her own, such mm-hmm. as, you know, we're a team. we had always wanted to travel together. Together, yeah. And here I was going to take off for Oregon without her.
0: <laughs> um,
1: so you know, I'm in, I'm abandoning my 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 travel partner. Yeah. You know, how will this impact the relationship? What if we go off a cliff and you know, that's yeah. the end? How <laughs> will she know? Oh my yeah, goodness. Exactly. And, uh, and then something else cropped up during the, the, the actual trip. And that was she started coughing up blood and one of oh, her biggest goodness. fears is that, uh, you know, cancer. Yeah, and, and I wasn't there to provide support. Um, yeah. So, there, there were those various dynamics uh, before, you know, the, the wheels even started rolling. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I've read, I, I, I love to read, I love to write. Uh, but, but the things that I read uh, are, are very enjoyable about travel, uh, but you often really don't get to know what's going on in 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 the writer's mind you know (laughs) it's kind of a greatest hits of things to see and do on a particular you know geographical area and and the photographs are always you know stunning as if out of well shows my age life magazine you know or or national geographic And you go there and, well, this doesn't look anything like what I Because they
0: caught that special moment. Yeah. And, and,
1: you know, I know enough about photography that in some cases, those pictures take weeks or months to take. Yeah. The right lighting, you know, the clouds, Mm. uh, everything. (laughs) and, And then you get this gorgeous shot and, and, yeah, you know, a perfect example. We wound up at Mount Rushmore. Well, it's on the south face of a cliff. Well, it really wasn't a cliff until they blew the mountain up to make <laughs> it. But anyway, you know, that was for the lighting. Yeah. We show up after five o'clock and they stopped taking money uh, at that time. And part of the reason was Mount Rushmore is no longer in the sun. And you look at it and it's just. Well, four guys up in the shade in this cliff—not <laughs> quite what we were expecting. <laughs> Took a picture of it anyway because yes. that's the way we saw it. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah, What's... so it's uh, it uh, it weaves in, in you know the, the book and, and and this is what it looks like uh, hitting the road without a map. It, it weaves, first of all, you know, what was going on inside uh, me, my wife, uh, my thoughts, a little bit of background, you know, mm-hmm. how I got to a point like this, and um, and then actually seizing on this opportunity. This well, was not really
0: planned. I, I was uh, wondering, how did the whole trip happen? Like, where did that idea come from? Like, did you approach someone? Did someone approach you? or? It, it was
1: a kind of a combination of somebody approaching me. Well, actually, it's more uh, me sticking my foot in my mouth.
0: Oh, the best way to start. Yeah,
1: a a, uh, a dear friend of mine, a couple actually, who uh, I'd met in recovery. They had uh, they were getting ready to retire and thought. Uh, well, they lived way in rural southeast Ohio. It's Appalachia. And uh, he had been a truck driver and uh, they decided, well, you know, when we retire, we ought to, you know, roll around the country in an <laughs> RV. So they bought one and uh, went out and did New England and stuff and, and and found out they really enjoyed it. But unfortunately, they got in a wreck um, and the RV was totaled.
0: <laughs> oh, no.
1: <laughs> and so was the car they were towing behind it. Oh, uh, Wow. Uh, the, the fact that they're even alive is amazing because it was, they were in Vermont in a dump truck pulling a bulldozer,
0: lost oh. his brakes
1: and came down the hill and sideswiped them. Oh my goodness. Um, but That's anyway, scary. but they went, All right, we need another RV. So they got another RV. And then they started thinking about, Well, um, maybe we ought to do this full time. We'll sell our house. <laughs> so let's try this. And they went out and, you know, did three months of wherever and went, okay, we, we kind of see what we, we're we going to do this, but we need a bigger RV. So <laughs> they sold that one and then got this giant honker, uh, 37 that slide out of it. Uh, you know, it has a shower. It's got a skylight. It's, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, and washer and dryer, a full kitchen. I mean, oh, wow. it's amazing what is in these things. Um, but it was designed for them to live full time. They're gonna sell their, their mountaintop property and that's <laughs> what they're gonna do. So they thought, well, well, we'll give this a shakedown. And before we pull the trigger on it and um, took a trip, and before they left, Tom told me, he says, I don't feel so good. Well, there was a reason for that. Turned out he had lung cancer.
0: Oh, no. And so they
1: had to come back early. He passed. And then our mutual friend, uh, his wife, you know, Amy says, well, I'm going to try to do this on my own. Long story short, she realized that, you know, that was their joint plan. Yeah. But with him gone it was no longer a real plan but uh, she had she'd gone out west with a sister and ran into a college friend and the college friend goes hey i'm moving to portland oregon want to come with me and she goes why not uh, you know <laughs> everything's changed yeah and so that's what she did and sold the house but the rv was still in ohio oh. and it was you know now i need this rv she tried to sell it but it wouldn't sell and so this kind of mutual friend that i knew vaguely (laughs) says all right i'll take it out there and he's telling me that and i said well that sounds interesting and he goes yeah you can come with me And "Uh." (laughs) and then i was like well why not yeah yeah so um I did, yeah, you know. but then I thought everything fell apart, and I thought it was over, and then suddenly he calls Draw me on road. Thursday, <laughs> um, we're leaving, I'm leaving, do you want to come? I, I got some plane tickets, and uh, that Sunday, we were rolling.
0: Wow, wow. <laughs> so there's no
1: time to be pre- prepare for it,
0: nothing. Yeah,
1: yeah. And uh <laughs> uh but in some of our conversations i i go you know while you're checking this thing out because he had done a bunch of repairs on i says look and see if there's a road atlas or something you know we need to figure (laughs) out where we're going yeah Uh, we knew we were going to some place near portland because that's where amy had moved um she did not have a place for it we thought we might drop it off in a walmart parking lot or something we really didn't (laughs) know And, and, you know, when he arrives at uh, my little town, I says so is there an Atlas in here? And he goes, no, but I've got a phone, you know, how hard can this be? And halfway through the first day, we missed one of the major interstates we could have taken, which would have taken us more directly to Oregon. And uh, by the time we figured it out, we were in the next state, we were in Illinois yeah. And <laughs> I go, hey, Todd, I think we need a map. <laughs> so that's how the title of the book
0: came, came about. about.
1: Yeah, uh, And then it turns out that even though Todd's a truck driver for FedEx and a bunch of other companies, he knows nothing about geography <laughs> and <laughs> thought that we could just get on Interstate 70 and uh, go and go. <laughs> Well, Interstate 70 does not go clear across the country. It ends in <laughs> Western Colorado. <and> oh, no. <laughs> and you're like,
0: okay, now so I was like,
1: you going to work. You know, we, we <laughs> could make it work, but we really don't know what we're doing. And um, and so it just kind of unfolded from there. Uh, but, but part of the, the self-discovery is that once we realized we had made this mistake, and we were hundreds of miles off the track, and, and in order to fix this, we were going to have to drive almost to Kansas. Oh, my goodness. The next interstate. um it was like, well, now it really doesn't make any difference what we do. We have kind of an end point. We know we're going to wind up in Northwest Oregon. We know it's kind of going to be a week and a half later, because even under the best circumstances of, say, driving 500 miles a day, (laughs) it takes over five days to get from Ohio to Oregon. Yeah, It's a lot of driving, and a lot of things can change. And so... It was like uh, the next day is like, well, what would you like to see?
0: Yeah, oh, <laughs> fun! I love it.
1: <laughs> and he goes, I'd like to go to, you know, uh, well, I, I told, he said, I always wanted to go to uh, uh, Grand Canyon.
0: Oh yeah, and, which is uh, well, totally yeah, the opposite direction. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I, I want to go to Grand Canyon too, but <laughs> that's in the southwest part of the country, not. Yeah. <laughs> Now, fortunately, uh, Amy was paying for the fuel, so we had a debit card that we were going through, and this thing only gets four and a half miles a gallon. Oh, wow. So, you know, (laughs) when we fill up, um, (laughs) we fill up. it's like two or $300 oh God! time we fill up. And uh, oh. I said, I don't think she's going to buy, you know, how we wound up in Arizona <laughs> on our way to Oregon. And um, so he just casually goes, so where would you like to go? And I said, well, I always kind of wanted to see the Badlands. I said, well, where's that? And I said, well, not anywhere near where we are. And we went to the Badlands. <laughs> oh, my goodness.
0: Oh, so, so it was, so- it, was uh,
1: it, it was quite an experience, and then you know, as any road trip, <laughs> you know, you have mechanical breakdowns, and so the the second night, uh, well, no, the generator was giving us problems, and this whole thing took place. Uh, we left the last day of September, and so it's early October. Mm-hmm. Well, in the north and the northwest, uh, winter comes early. (laughs) Yes. And uh, we were aware of that, but we really didn't know the implications, but knew that uh, having a functioning generator to provide heat would really be a good thing. And... uh, (laughs) Uh, so the second day we kind of got that straightened out it was a fuel problem and then uh, the next night we were in the badlands and and the furnace blew up and
0: uh, oh my goodness
1: kind of ate itself up uh, the fans and everything and so then we had to fix all that and so that's kind of what the third day turned out to be and (laughs) it just kind of went on from there and then everything the parts that had blown off the thing burned up the next night inside the furnace and the smoke alarms went off and drove us out of the RV. And fortunately it didn't really catch on fire. It was just plastic smoke and- Oh my goodness. So this but whole what thing- we got is... to see was, was just, uh, you know, we're from the Midwest. Uh, you, you can't imagine the wide open spaces. Right. Uh, you know, you hear it, you read it, you see pictures. And it still does not compute until you're actually out there and realize that the horizon you are seeing is actually 50 miles away or even farther. You know, on a good day, if you find a high point in central Ohio, you might be able to see 30 miles. And that's kind of jaw-dropping. Yeah. uh, Because you have to be at exactly the right spot on the right day with (laughs) low humidity. And then, wow, I can see that. But 90% of the time, you can't see that far. And, And a valley here is like, you know, quarter mile wide. Yeah. Not... Miles, and yeah, it's just just the scale of this country is uh, amazing.
0: It, it really We just is. leveraged
1: this <laughs> whole thing of not knowing what we were doing to just being total license to do whatever to do we whatever wanted. we
0: wanted to do. <laughs> oh my goodness! I know. Last year in January, I took my daughter out to. We were taking her to Rexburg, Idaho, for college, but we went we took a really long route and we went the Southern route and we did go to the grand Canyon. We did a route 66 kind of loop to take Mm -hmm. her. And uh, we had an exchange student with us and his country. He said, you could drive from end to end in two hours. So for him to experience, and we were just kind of in the middle of America, we never got, you know, to the edges was just amazing, you know, and I saw things that I've never seen and, and I just think everybody should hit the road at least once in their life and just go, (laughs)
1: Yeah, describe this as being a, an unscripted journey. <laughs> and you know, other than we had a destination, we had a goal, yeah, but we didn't have a plan. In society today, you know, you have to plan things down to the minute. You know, <laughs> our 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 meeting right now, you know, is, <laughs> right? is planned. Yes. And and when you can get into the mindset of it doesn't matter. Yeah. Nothing matters. You can do whatever you want to do. It mm-hmm. is, is quite a, a liberating experience. Yeah. So
0: it allows you, you know, to live in that moment and that's fully exactly experience the point. It. That yeah. is the
1: point. You're, you're living in the moment. And mm-hmm. um, I would have taken more pictures and things like that, but I was so stunned by what we were seeing. I didn't even pick up the camera. i
0: just, <laughs> looking. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. uh, If you don't mind, I'd like to read one of these quotes from the book that you have on your website. And I'll make sure that the links to your website are on the show notes as well. But I really, really like this. And it's a little bit long. So bear with me. Break the bonds of convention hit the road Two siren calls percolating below the constraints of everyday busyness and fast paced living in all of us. We tell ourselves we will do just that someday, but when the opportunity arises, do we recognize it and do we run with it? Life, responsibility and guilt often hold us back. The reasons are always logical and justifiable and yet we are left with a gnawing sense of regret for having not acted upon the chance. So what happens when we actually do it? The experiences will be different for each individual because circumstances and the emotional baggage we carry will be unique and alter our perspective to what unfolds. Much depends upon one's attitude. I love this because I felt like not just a road trip, but that really encapsulates our whole lives. I mean, yeah, we, we carry regrets and we have those moments where the opportunity comes up and maybe because we're so planned with our schedules, we don't take that opportunity and then we have the regret. And I just, I love that you did this and then you wrote about it. <laughs>
1: I, I have many regrets in my life, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and some of it is you know, is is missed opportunities, and and uh, you know something or other, you know, it, it's always justifiable, but sometimes it's it's a very flimsy excuse uh, because yeah. you know I, I'm afraid to leave my com- comfort zone. You know, we all are, you know, and, and, and that was one of the aspects of this was, um, you know, traveling with somebody that I had seen, you know, let's say it's somebody that you see at church, you've seen them, you know, every week for years, you don't really know them. (laughs) 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 And so what is that going to be like? And, um, and so that's out of my comfort zone, uh. Mm -hmm. These things hold us back, and then uh, you know I I I don't want to live in regret. Um, we'll always have regrets. We can't be absent of any all of these things. But it, it it's these things play out in daily life, and it's part part of what you mentioned earlier. You know of being mindful of the moment. You know living in the moment. Well, it isn't just the things that are surrounding us that we're experiencing, be it work or play or vacation or whatever. Part of the moment is what's inside of us and how it changes our perspective uh, on that moment. Uh, You know, two people can be looking at, uh, you know, a mountain or a canyon and their impression is going to be different from each other because of what's inside.
0: I was going to say a lot of times I think we don't stop and just feel. Absolutely. My guess is throughout the book, these are examples where you're talking about stopping and just really getting in touch with what am I thinking, what am I feeling? And do you find that after this trip and getting your memoir out, that even though you still have regrets from choices earlier in your life, you're finding that your quality of life is so much better that you can look back on that and go, I learned something from those mistakes that have made you who you are today.
1: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have, you know, come to um, be okay with being okay. And that <laughs> includes, you know, being okay with some of the dumb stuff I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's part of what I describe as the baggage we carry along. Yeah. And, um, you know, part of the recovery program, uh, 12-step program, is learning how to get rid of the baggage of the past. Yeah. And then learn how not to create the baggage of the future. <laughs> <laughs> through attitudes and outlooks, and 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 being, you know, self will run riot. You know, it's going to be my way or the highway, and 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 just creating chaos around us. You have to stop doing all that stuff. So yeah, um, I was not carrying a whole lot of some of that baggage, but you know, there are there were some things like the fears and and yeah. things, but those were being let go as the trip went on. It has been transformative. Um, there are aspects of uh, this particular trip, well, my life in, in, in general, but this trip in specifically uh, that, that are very spiritual in nature. There's, um, you know, where we went, who I even traveled with could not have been a full coincidence, you know, it, it, it could have gone wrong in so many ways. <laughs> and yet people reading the book will go, well, it did go wrong. You did break down. You didn't know what you're doing. Well, if you're living in the moment, then you go, well, yeah, I. so what if the furnace blew up, you know, we'll just <laughs> figure something else out. Um, yeah. Or, Whatever uh, it, 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 it's it's you try not you try to wear this all as a loose garment, and not be strangled by uh, life and its demands and things like that. So you can see what all is around us. You know, yeah. it, uh, well, I, I try to maintain an attitude of gratitude all the time um,
0: yeah.
1: because it's so much better than the alternative.
0: Right, and, and that is
1: having a, a feeling, a life of regret. Yeah. Um,
0: well, and you could have very much have felt like a victim of everything's going wrong. And I didn't even have to do this. And, you know, why can't it just be smooth sailing? But the truth is life is not like that. So this really is a metaphor for life, this journey. And like you said, yes. you, can, you can choose to get down with it and be negative and throw a fit. Or you can just go, okay, well, it happened. What are we going to yeah. do to move on and, and just find your own inner happiness and peace with being okay. And, you know, life is never going to be perfect. So I, I yeah I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I haven't had a chance to pick it up yet, but I do want to pick up your memoir and, and read it and experience this journey with you. Well,
1: good. I'm, I hope you, your listeners, you know, feel the same way.
0: There, there, there
1: are things in it for everybody. Yeah. Uh, You know, when when we share our story, if if we're open and honest about our own journeys, then there is something for everybody to pick up. Maybe not identify with the whole thing. Yeah. But, you know, if if all of us were the same, then uh, most of us would be non-essential. Right. We're all different. (laughs) We're all individuals. Uh, we're going to see things, we're going to learn things in a different way. And why, uh, like I say, being open and honest about these things, then, you know, hopefully somebody will be able to take something from that. Uh, it may not be the spiritual journey. It may be just being brave enough to go out on the road and, and you know,
0: See what new. there is
1: to see and we got off the interstates, uh, like I mentioned about, you know, winter was coming. And for f- people who, you know, do not live in the northern part of our country. Uh, even on the interstates, there are big gates that look like railroad crossings that close the road. Yes, <laughs> And when you see those it's kind of a reminder. Um, if I'm out here at the wrong time, I can die out here, uh, because they literally close everything, and some places where these gates are, there's nothing. There is absolutely nothing there, and you have to turn around and figure out how to save your own behind, right, Uh, (laughs) and so we did, um, we didn't run into bad snow, but, you know, it was early October in Ohio, it was still 80 degrees and we're running into snow and and high wind. And, and even the locals are getting very concerned about this early storm. And and so we Mm -hmm. had to pay attention to that. But um, one of these, uh, you know, early uh, weather events took us off the interstate. Uh, We were thinking about going to Yellowstone, but we were still 400 miles away when we realized, you know, we need to start making our, (laughs) our route towards Yellowstone. And so it took us on two lane roads for the next, you know, day. And then as it turned out, um, there were more weather events we did get to see yellowstone but then yellowstone was closed and some of the roads north of it were closed due to snow
0: oh wow So we had to head
1: south yeah and in Wyoming, it's it's wide open country and and the wind uh, gets
0: fierce out there yes and
1: it's two lane roads yeah (laughs) yeah so (laughs) You know, we, yeah, the towns, are, we would go for hours and literally see maybe only one vehicle, maybe yeah. see one small town. Um, you know, we drove from Cody, uh, Wyoming, um, down across the Continental Divide, and then fa- finally wound up in this little town. We'd been seeing signs for it all along. <laughs> Farson, Wyoming. And Farson is like a dozen trailers scattered pell-mell in the scrub trees and a uh, a, a gas station. That's Farson. But it's the only gas station for for hours. hours. (laughs) So so we stopped in Farson and then there is kind of a bizarre conversation uh that took place in farson that's on the website uh i, I think i called it uh getting the real story in farson and i don't know what this guy was talking about but, uh, but the roads out in wyoming and most of the area if you're on a main state road uh, they're wonderful they're just desolate and yeah. And this road we had been following for hours uh when we got to farson you look across the the intersection and it looks kind of like an alley uh it went from nice pavement to not so nice and no berm and nothing and
0: oh my goodness you know
1: i asked this guy so what what's with the road across the, the way if you go straight and and his reply is, well, I wouldn't drive that at night. You're like yeah, well, one o'clock I... in the afternoon, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so That's then he proceeds to explain that it's free range. For folks not familiar with free range, there are designated areas out west that there are no fences. There's nothing. <laughs> the animals rule. Yeah. And um, and then he says, it's getting close to winter and the cattle out there are coming to the road because the the ranchers that have these wow. uh, animals, uh, they either come and pick them up or they drop hay on the road so that they can feed through the winter. And, yeah. uh, and then there's antelope and there's all this <laughs> other stuff. And so then the guy asks so what are you driving and I said well that thing out there at the fuel pump that's sucking your tank dry he kind (laughs) of looks at that and goes yeah well if you leave leave now (laughs) 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 so we did
0: uh, they didn't even tell you where it goes like you just you were just
1: well yeah I asked him so where's it go and he goes well it goes to the next road
0: Right. How far is that?
1: It's about 30 miles. <laughs> so I, I report it. this back to Todd, my driving partner, and he just looks at me and goes, Well, this ought to be interesting.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. So goodness. by then, he had hooked
1: up some sort of satellite thing in the RV that if you stuck it in the dashboard, then you could actually get a satellite map through his phone. Yeah, and so we took off out across free range for the next three and a half, four hours, and oh my goodness, you know, saw antelope and you know, and there's nothing, (laughs) nothing. There's a crossroad, and about five miles in the distance, I could see a tanker truck. Why the hell he was out there, I have no idea. Driving along some ridge, and that was the only. Oh wow! Kind <laughs> of hab- hab- habitation or whatever, you know, for hours. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> it was
0: absolutely great. I don't think people understand, like you said, how freeing to get out there and do something like that and just experience the country and nature and just being able to say i'm not tied down to phone calls and my computer and this and that and just kind of live like really really live i mean i think so much of the time we get so caught up in well i've got to do this and this and and we're just letting the world tell us how to live our life instead of stepping away and going what's this really about you know why why am i really here
1: you know, life is is a matter of compromises, but it's also learning balance. And, you know, anybody, uh, if we've ever watched somebody on a tightrope, balance is always changing. (laughs) So it's not a static thing. And, you know, I think, you know, I know for myself, you know, I always want some sort of stability. I don't know what stability looks like. You know, yes, I have a roof over my head. Yes, most of the bills are paid for, but things are always changing, and um, and so we're we're always having to learn to move with it. If we don't move, then we become very miserable and scared, and um, I know there was a, probably a point in time in my life that, you know, had I been out in that wide openness, it isn't desolation, it's, I mean, you're so far away from everything that it's almost frightening. Yeah. And yet I'd had enough experience, uh, you know, Todd and I interacting that uh, I knew that no matter what happened, we would be okay. And what a comforting feeling, you know, we would be okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah. and, and then you just have to embrace that and continue moving. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it'll be okay. <laughs> um, doesn't, you know, explain what the outcome is.
0: Right.
1: It's li- living in the moment. This moment is okay. Yeah. And in the Buddhist thought that this moment is all we have. Our lifetime is right now and the next now is another lifetime, um, which drives some people crazy. But I find that comforting. You know, yeah. if, if I do the best I can now, then that that's a lifetime of doing well.
0: I, I love that thought too. And I think, you know, even those who have other spiritual beliefs beyond can still take a lot from that. Actually, my mom and I were just talking about this recently about not expecting ourselves or others to be perfect because we believe that God thinks as long as you're doing the best you can right now, that's enough. And I think the world teaches us you're not enough on so many levels that looking at that as this is my lifetime. And if I'm doing the best I can right now in this moment, then I'm enough. And you can let go of so much baggage that allows you to move forward a lot easier. So so that living in that moment helps your future too. (laughs) Yes. Um, Well, and even
1: on the work front, you know, trying to balance these things, you know, sometimes I would move out of, you know, what would be considered proper uh, just to see where the boundaries were. (laughs) Uh, And and I was in management and uh, I remember my boss telling me, you know, you need to tell these truck drivers to blah, blah, blah. And, um, and, and I said, well, I can tell them, that. <laughs> but don't expect it to happen. Right. He's like, well, it's like, what's your job to make it happen. And it's like, I understand what you're saying, but I can't make anybody do anything. Right. Really. And that was the wrong answer in a business situation. (laughs) (laughs) No, you will make them do that. (laughs) Well, okay. Um, So yeah, I, I, you know, we have to learn where, where the, the kind of the boundaries are, but you know, you like to test them every now and then and see, uh, philosophically, you know, where, where, you know, other people stand and and uh, yeah. she wasn't, yeah, uh, no, your, your job is to make these guys do <laughs> X, Y, Z. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> some of them might, some of them won't. I didn't yeah. bother saying that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we'll deal goodness. with that as it comes up. I'll tell them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, I know we're, we're getting close to our time here. So why don't you tell us where we can find the book? Um, I know it, did it,
1: it just recently came out in February? Yes, um, I I really like the fact that it was, all versions of it uh, came out on Groundhog's Day. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what it is about Groundhog's Day, but I like it. Uh, <laughs> to me, it means that spring is coming, but you know, yeah. that, that's a That's a diversion from your question, and that is, (laughs) yes, uh, it's in uh, hardback, it's in softback, it's available online from, you know, your your major favorite um, online retailers. Wonderful. uh, You know, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, any independent bookstore, uh, if you ask for it, if they don't already carry it, um, they can order it for you. Um, nice. It's published and distributed by Ingram. And so that is you know, probably the widest distribution for you mm. know, booksellers to acquire books. So it's, uh, it's available uh, however mm. you want. Uh, the website has links to all of those. Uh, the website is um, Hitting the Road Without a Map. Ah, uh, there's even a button on there that you can link with. You can find at the nearest bookstore. Uh, oh, nice. It's under Indie Books, and uh, you know you can find a a local bookstore and call them up or email them or walk on in. You know, make sure you're wearing a mask. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And that's what's made promoting this book hard. Is that right. you know during the time of a virus, a pandemic. Uh, Things have changed. And uh, yeah. so it, it's, been, it's been interesting. It's definitely yeah. been
0: interesting. <laughs> and uh, the has. publisher
1: is Willow Moon Publishing. Uh, it's a small woman-owned um, publishing company in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Oh, wow. And so their, um, their basic promise was, we'll help you put this book together and we'll yeah. publish it. Yeah. But guess what? The marketing of it is on your shoulders. And so,
0: yes. yes. It's like,
1: I know nothing about book marketing. Well, here's some websites for you to check out. And here's some pointers. And um, good
0: And do luck. the best you can. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, and, and COVID really has made marketing hard because we're kind of stuck yeah. to just doing everything online now. And I know some of us, we just do better in person. <laughs> I'd much rather yeah. be able yeah, to talk absolutely. to somebody than try to come up with images and plaster everywhere, but uh, I'm glad that hopefully our, our few listeners will, will be able to connect with something today and go, Hey, I think I'm going to check that out because I know I've been kind of on this uh, road of self-discovery for the last year as well. And I think COVID has been great for that because it's a good time to step back and really reflect on, you know, all that busyness, you know, that you talked about in that, that quote I read, is it really Mm -hmm. what's important? you know, what can I cut out so that I'm doing what's the most important to me? And, you know, for me, that's writing. And so before we wrapped up, I did want to ask you, how did you decide to finally sit down and write this memoir? I mean, kind of what was your, your publishing journey from making the decision to, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to write all this stuff down to where you are today.
1: Well, as, as mentioned in the, in the bio, I, I write a lot. I, I, I'm, I'm usually working on several projects. Normally, they are short stories for personal pleasure. And my wife said, you know, well, you ought to write this down. I said, well, fortunately, I kept a journal when <laughs> I did this. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, it'll make a pretty cool short story. Well, the short story turned into about thirty pages, and she kept on pushing me. She says, "I think there's a book in here." She's always been telling me I need to write a book, and I've never yeah. thought that I had a book in me. Yeah, uh, I have stories, but never enough for a complete arc of you know yeah. progression for a story. And um, the more I looked at it, I, I realized. I think there might be something in here, and yeah. uh, just just kept on writing, fleshing it out, and um, yeah, uh, I surprised myself. There, there, there was a book in there. <laughs> it helps Aww. that there's a bunch of photographs in, in, in the yeah. book as well, so, you know, if people just want to look at the pictures, <laughs> ah, that's fine too, you know, Aww. but uh, so it wasn't something new. It's something that I've done you know, I wrote a, a short story and there are always narratives. Um, you know, uh, we went to see the total eclipse of the sun nice. um, a couple of years back, 2017. And, you know, what a fantastic story. Right. Um, I, I, I like, I like history. Uh, it's important to record these events to me. Maybe yes. half the world doesn't care. I don't care. <laughs> I care exactly Uh, so I'm writing it down and maybe somebody will find it later and go well that's pretty interesting yeah so yeah that was just kind of the book is is an outgrowth of something that I've done for decades and hopefully there's other books in me
0: I bet there are and if nothing else you can always put together a collection of your short stories that are, that you love and share. I have too. thought about that. There, there's, there's some wild
1: ones. <laughs>
0: <laughs> those are all the better. Yeah, so yeah. Cause you can't make up like real life. You can't make up fiction as cool and as absurd sometimes as real life.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I applaud fiction writers. How do they dream this stuff up? Uh, and and really appreciate it uh, that's not quite how my mind works but yeah. uh I thank goodness right <laughs> yeah i enjoy it
0: um, yeah yeah
1: you know, but yes real life uh, can be well like the conversation <laughs> with the guy in the gas station i couldn't have thought that up <laughs> <laughs> that's not right? a logical answer <laughs> Oh, well. Yeah, don't drive it at night. Well, that's not the first thing that came to mind. (laughs) That was my plan, darn. Yeah, I'm going to wait here for six hours and then we're going to drive (laughs)
0: this. I'm so glad that that we were able to connect and, and you were able to come on here because I love just talking to people who love to write and experience life. And, you know, generally we have talked about fiction and I think it's great for all of our listeners to know that they don't have to say, well, I must write fiction because that seems to be what sells. You have to write what's in your heart. You have to write the way you naturally flow because in the end, you're not guaranteed anything. So you need to enjoy what you're doing. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a market for everything. It
1: really is. It takes practice, practice, practice. And and this book, you know, grew from 30 pages, and it's now 286. But, but there were eight rewrites and edits before it even got to the publisher.
0: Yeah. And of
1: course, then finding a publisher is a whole nother thing.
0: <laughs> right. Uh,
1: that's a journey in itself. And uh, likely I don't believe that Willow Moon knew what they got a hold of. Uh, <laughs> but God bless Jody Stapler for saying yeah that sounds cool but <laughs> then she had to deal with me <laughs> and then it so, went through another editing process yeah. uh, but uh, it was pretty much a finished product by by the time it got to that point so that's
0: that's. Uh, Well, any last advice you would give to readers or or people who just need to discover who they are? I know that's kind of a broad here, solve everybody's problems.
1: Well, it it goes back to what you and I were just talking about through this whole thing. Um, Don't be living in regrets. You know, pick up a pencil, a tablet, and start writing. And if it looks like something's coming to it, then, you know, get on your computer or whatever, you know, where's the best place for thoughts to flow and, and then look at it and, 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 and decide for yourself, is there something here? Can I make something of this? It's literally to use a metaphor, you know, starting with clay, your thoughts, your ideas are the clay. And, and then try to, you know, mold it into something that is coherent to you. You know, yeah. it doesn't have to look like Rodin's the thinker. <laughs> uh, you know, there, there's modern art that yeah, is pretty cool looking, but you still don't know what it is. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that could be your thoughts and emotions as well. Uh, yeah. That's the way I look
0: at it. <laughs> well, and most times that's the way our thoughts and emotions are in our head, they're just this muddled mess anyway. So, exactly. you know, I think for me, the process of writing is trying to take that and put it in a form that I can process. And then if someone else yeah. connects to it, that's like the bonus. <laughs> yeah. Well, Fred, thank you so much. I wish you the best. And I, I hope that things go well for you. And I I hope that we see more of you in the future with more stories. Well, and I hope that you and I get to touch base again, too.
1: This has been yes. a real honor and a pleasure. And oh. uh, I hope that all your listeners have gotten something out of the time that they've spent and, uh, and you know, a shameless plug. I, I hope <laughs> they do buy the book uh, and, yes. and find even more. Yes. So thank you very much for the opportunity.
0: You are more than welcome. And thank you for sharing your journey with us. I mean, that's kind of really what we're about. Loose Leaf is I chose that name because I wanted to be able to talk about anything and to anyone I wanted (laughs) and not pigeonhole ourselves into, Hey, we're talking about science fiction writing or, or whatever, you know, but I really appreciate your journey and your willingness to share that with us. And uh, it's been great. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for joining us for another episode of loose leaf. Make sure you check out Fred Rutter's website at Hitting the road without a map.com and practice this week living in the moment and see if that helps you to keep writing or start writing.